Welcome to the Transform Your Wedding Podcast, a how-to guide for taking your wedding to a whole new level. Here's your host, Marie Kubin from Rent My Wedding. Hey everyone, today we're talking about how to get your wedding published. I'll be chatting with Megan Ely, owner of OFD Consulting. She's going to share tips and tricks for how you can get published, whether you're a couple or a wedding professional. Megan has been representing clients globally for over a decade, and she's earned coverage in prestigious publications, including the New York Times, Brides, Martha Stewart Weddings, Refinery29, and more. So let's jump in and talk with Megan about how you can get your wedding published. Hey, Megan. Well, thank you so much for being here. Absolutely. My pleasure. I was so excited when you asked. Yeah, well, I can't wait because I know there are a lot of couples and professionals out there who have these beautiful weddings, but they just don't know where to start when it comes to publishing. Absolutely. I find personally that it goes twofold, right? With the couples, they don't even know it's an option a lot of the time. And on the vendor side, they may know it's an option, but it seems very overwhelming to them. And hopefully we will dispel that rumor today. <laughs> Definitely. And you've been doing this for years. So I can't wait to hear all of your tips and tricks. So why don't we start first with the professionals? So for you know the wedding photographers and the planners and all the other vendors out there, what's your advice for you know how to get started and how to be successful with publishing? Sure. That's a great question. It, you know, it's like, you've got to take little steps to get there. I personally find anytime I'm jumping into a new endeavor. So you start with that kind of early work. It's, I jokingly say it's the unsexy side of PR, right? So you start with thinking, what are my goals for doing this? Why am I adding this to probably an already full plate? Where do I want to show, like, where do I want my work to go? Draw some, you know, you want to create these goals and create some sort of guiding light for yourself because you have no way of knowing if it's going to be successful unless you go ahead and really set the stage accordingly for that. And then from there, once you've done, hopefully you sat down with yourself in a cup of coffee, you've written some of these things out and started to maybe bounce it off some, some colleagues or friends or whomever's, you know, trusted advisors. What you're going to want to do is you want to look backwards first. I would say start with your weddings in the last six to 12 months, which of course, you know, depending on when people are listening to this, there's going to be gaps because of the pandemic and, and things along those lines. But ideally six to 12 months, knowing that typically if a wedding is more than a year old, usually it ages itself out. I would contend in the coming year, there's going to be some flexibility with the editors, of course, because there's going to be a sizable gap where there's fewer weddings. I go ahead, start with two or three. Take, think to yourself, of the ones I've done, I'm sure they're all memorable. I'm sure they all had wonderful couples. But what are the ones that are going to be the most editorially strong? Bear in mind that editors want eyeballs on their site and on their Instagram feed, right? So start thinking about what are the ones in particular that have the strongest details that are considered the most fresh and inspiring? Um, I love a great ballroom, classic, elegant wedding myself, having done weddings for years prior. But I find that really you're looking for the ones that went outside the box per se and determine which ones from there could be a fit. Now, you are going to want to make sure you cover your bases with permission. So you have to make sure the couples are on board. Most people will have something in their contract, but I don't think it hurts to go back and ask the couple again, you know, to say, let me just make sure you're okay with that because things do change all the time. From there, if you are not the photographer, you need to talk to the photographer about it. They own the copyright. 
I'd say 99% of the time. So you need to make sure that not only are they okay with it, but no one else has submitted it. Um, I find typically this works best for planners, florists, photographers, venues, designers as well. So just make sure you have your ducks in a row. And those are just a few of the steps to get you started before you go out and really hit the ground running to be able to send weddings out the door. Yeah, definitely. Those are some good tips, just laying that foundation. And now I, I like that you talked to you about the permissions because I know that's always huge. Um, mm -hmm. Do you suggest, like, let's say if you're not the photographer, is there just a template form that you should put together and have the photographer sign off? Or what's the best way to go about just making sure that, you know, legally you've got the permission from the photographer? That's a wonderful question. You know, honestly, if you can get with a lawyer, which I should say I am not a lawyer, so I'm always careful to make sure I, I underline that, underscore, <laughs> underline that point there. But you do want to see if you can get an image release. Now, some people offer it via download, but get with a lawyer in particular to have something written up to say that you have permission to do so. Now, I'll be honest, there are some people who keep it pretty casual, but I do think you're smart to ask that because keeping it casual can start to cause some problems. Bearing in mind that some publications, regardless of what agreement you've had with the, with the photographer, will have their own image release requirements that have to be signed by the photographer, but you'll want to get with a professional to have something drawn up. Hopefully it's as easy as a one page agreement that says we're going to use these photos and you can just fill in the blanks for this is what it's going to be used for so on and so forth. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And so once you kind of get all that together, you figure out your weddings, you've got the permission. I mean, what do you do next? What's after that? That's a great question. So once you've done all your due diligence, and the good news is some of that due diligence can be done once, like your goals, what have you, and you can revisit that later. You can get that into your flow. This is where the fun part starts. This is where you look at these, let's just say two to three weddings to start. You don't want to overwhelm yourself. Let's say you've got a couple that have really knocked your socks off. From there, I would encourage you, if you haven't already, start to get to know the wonderful blogs and publications out there. And you and I both know there are hundreds. We often think about some of the top names. The fact is there's so many diverse niche outlets out there that serve all sorts of great different audiences, regional. We're a big fan of the regional sites as well. So start to take a look at them and ask yourself, where does this wedding land? Where does it make the most sense? You're going to be looking at your details. You're going to consider the location. You're also going to consider the quality of the images. Because if you are not the photographer, there's a surprise here. You have really no see on how the wedding is edited, right? And if it's darkly, darkly editing you in that moody look, some people do light and airy, and those all lend themselves to different publications. So bearing in mind your goals, you want to start to really take a look out there and ask yourself, where is this gonna be a match? Now, I'd be remiss if I didn't say, of course, there are some different programs that I highly recommend that are separate from, you know, they're separate from when it comes to submitting, where it allows you to go ahead and upload the images and they will make recommendations. Matchology does it, Two Bright Lights does it, which is owned by The Knot, but has all sorts of different publications it works with as well. And they can help guide you if it seems to be an overwhelming task for very limited fees. And if you plan on doing this for the long run, it's actually a very minimal investment. You can upload photos and they can tell you aesthetically where it's gonna be a match. And then you're gonna take three things that you really need to put together. First and foremost, the images. You need to be able to pick a really nice mix of images of, you know, you don't do a lot of the couple. People forget that. They think you do. You, you want the couple, but you want the details. You want the reception. You want how the ceremony was set up. You want 
pictures without people in it, to be perfectly honest, for most of it. From there, you also want to get an extensive vendor list, which is hopefully going to be pretty easy for these wedding pros. Just bearing in mind, you need to make sure you have everything covered from hair and makeup, venue, transportation, runs the gamut. Make sure everyone's involved. Have their name, company name, have their URL. Does not hurt to have their Instagram handle handy as well. From there, you also want to do a little bit of a write-up of the article or write-up in an article sort of form. And there's a couple ways to look at that. You can interview the couple, which is great. Things like, what inspired you while planning? Tell me about your color palette. Tell me about your favorite details and why. Tell me about your favorite memories and why. That's great. You can pull that, whip it up, send it over in a few paragraphs. If you would prefer to take that on yourself, especially if you were very involved in the day, and typically that's going to be the planner, designer in particular. It depends on the relationship the photographer, of course, has with the couple. You're going to want to go ahead and do something very similar. A couple of paragraphs, what made the wedding great, standout details, standout moments. As long as you've got the couple's permission, you can go ahead and write that. What I find is that the majority of editors are not just going to copy and paste that. They're going to go ahead and, if picked up, they're going to interview the couple themselves. So don't stress too much about that write-up. And from there, you'll go ahead and submit. I will say that you need to be mindful of exclusivity. Submit to one at a time until you find the right fit. And again, there's programs such as Matchology or Two Bright Lights that can help you and guide you and keep track of where your submissions are going. Oh, wow. Yeah, those are great suggestions. I think that's always one thing I thought was so overwhelming because there's a lot of publications yes. between blogs and magazines and um, you almost just don't know where to start because, you know, there's a lot of options out there. And like you said, you don't want to submit to them all because of exclusivity. So I like the idea of using those programs to help you narrow it down and match and fine tune everything. Absolutely. Because there are going to be times where you end up with a wedding that a bunch of people, you know, you've had people see it on Instagram and then they want it and you need to be able to find a way to navigate those waters to really keep all the editors happy. That's what you want. Happy editors at the end of the day. <laughs> Definitely. And now here's one question I always have, you know, sometimes you feel like you submit a lot of weddings, you know, you might go on the blog's website and use their submit form. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it feels like it's a black hole, you know, you submit all yes. these weddings and then you never hear anything back. So is there anything you can advise as far as that goes to kind of get noticed and stand out from all the other weddings that are being submitted? Absolutely. So a few different tips there. First and foremost, when you put together the collection, have your strongest highlights at the very top. So if they're taking a quick look, I do like chronological order, but I find these days a lot of the editors like if you move it to the top and have some of your highlights and just make sure it's really going to be about those details from the reception and the fashion, like move those, to make it a bit of a top heavy submission, if you will. You really want to make sure that you truly understand where the editor's coming from when you're submitting it, understanding what the look is, what they prefer. The standout submission is the one that truly complements but it's something different than what you see on their blog already. And that's one of the best things. Now, if I may speak to what to do when you send to the black hole, because I myself am often feeling like I'm sending things to black holes. First and foremost, we have to be mindful. There are people behind this editorial team and understanding that a lot of them are one, one like they're solopreneurs, they're doing it on their own, or they have a very limited staff. So first we have to be very mindful of that. So what I like to do is this, when I'm submitting, especially directly, what you'll see is typically they will say either in the submission guidelines or there'll be an email that kind of 
sends back to you like an autoresponder. And it may say, this will take four weeks. This will take six weeks. So what I do, I'm a huge Basecamp fan. I don't know if you know Basecamp, but it's a project management software. It's a to-do list on steroids, essentially. And so what I would do is if I've got Amy and Scott's wedding and I submit it, and this plug says, we'll get back to you in four weeks, I will set a reminder in Basecamp for five weeks. Give them some time. We're all human. We're all going through things, especially in 2020. And from there, what we would do is follow up with them at that time and be very kind and just say, just taking a moment to follow up. I know we're past the four week mark, wanted to see where we are. And if they don't respond the next time, I would follow up kindly one more time and just say, I, I know you're very busy. I just wanted one more time. I have people asking about the submission. Would you prefer I go ahead and respectfully withdraw and offer to withdraw it? If you don't hear back again, just go ahead and withdraw and move on. The important thing is that you close that gap. But I find that oftentimes when you get to the point where you, you know, you write them, you're authentic and say, listen, I do have people asking about this. I know you're very busy, but if there's an option and you just want me to withdraw, I'll completely respect that decision. Typically that's what's going to get them to at least get back to you and say, hey, we need a couple more weeks or, oh, this ended up in spam and then you go from there. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And now does it matter who actually submits the wedding, whether it's the photographer versus, you know, one of the vendors that was involved? Do editors, you know, give more weight to a photographer versus the other vendors? That's a good question. That's a loaded, there's a loaded answer that comes with it actually as well. And so what I like to tell people is this, listen, some of the submission areas will say they prefer only the photographer. Some of them will say planner only. Most of the time it's photographer only or couples only. That's the most of what I'm going to see from there. But I will say on occasion, you might see planner and photographer. Most of them are going to be open to a publicist as well. And sometimes that takes someone like me coming in and saying, hey, do you mind if we do that? But what I find as a whole is you're only going to see preferential, that's not even the right word, but you know, that kind of expedited treatment if you're an advertiser. And most people, I mean, they're going to share that on their submission guidelines as well. And so to let people know, hey, we get first right of refusal to our advertiser as well. Now, would I be remiss if I shared? Sure, if you have an editorial relationship that you have built over years with a particular editor, there is a trust there that you've gone ahead and understood what they're looking for. Maybe you have a reputation of someone who is great about packaging the images, great copy and all of that. Is that person versus having an anonymous person submit, is that person gonna have a better chance they probably are, but I would like to think that they've earned the trust of the editor after, after many years and maybe it's well-deserved. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And now another thing I was curious about, because of course, I know as being a vendor myself, um, we're so busy just trying to run the day-to-day -day that there's just no time left for anything else. So can you talk a little bit about why, you know, wedding professionals should think about taking that time and actually focusing on publishing and the work Absolutely. that goes into that, um, despite everything else going on with our busy schedules. Sure, there's a great responsibility for me to come in here and say, listen, I know you've got a million things going on, but you need to add this to it. But the fact is, according to Splendid Insight, over 30% of couples will find some of their wedding day team through real wedding features. So to be mindful, I mean, that's enough to make me want to submit my events, of course. It, again, in those categories of planner and venue, like the ones who really benefit from having those images out there. But on top of that, it's also about increasing brand awareness. If you, and it works well with like marketing and advertising. So if you advertise with a magazine and then you submit on top of that and you've got someone who opens it up and they see all those things that repeat 
repeat exposure really does have a lot of value. So you want to be mindful of that too. But I'd be also remiss if I didn't mention the value of SEO. I am not an SEO expert. I don't claim to be. I have an SEO expert who handles all of my sites, so I truly only know a teeny bit. But one of the things that Google values when they are ranking a variety of websites to get to the top of Google, one of the things of many that they do like would be links back to your site. So that would be, I'm OFD consulting, so if I get quoted or I have something featured and I get a link back, there's value to that. So I find that a lot of folks, especially who get a lot of business from Google, from people searching them, they love to submit events because it's a great way to also, in addition to all the other positives, to be able to link build as well for their company. Definitely. Yeah. I think that's something that a lot of people maybe don't realize that literally just that mm -hmm. link alone is worth so much. It's going to increase your rankings on Google. So I think that's such invaluable advice. Definitely. And anything else you want to share as far as professionals getting published? Sure. I think right now, I, and I did mention this before, but I really want to kind of punctuate this point here is make sure you look at all of your options when it comes to submitting weddings. I think we get starry eyed about some of the biggest media outlets out there, which is wonderful. And there's good reason for that. We've been featured there and I still get those butterflies when we hear back, but be mindful that successful wedding PR is when you have a message and you're trying to reach out to a particular audience and you're using the right channels to get to them. So if you're heavily focused on South Asian weddings, Yes, it's great to look at some of the mainstream big publications, but there's an amazing amount of niche, diverse blogs and publications out there that will meet the needs of reaching out to that particular audience. Same for destination weddings, same for LGBTQ, and so on and so forth. So make sure you do that. And also, again, be very mindful of exclusivity. If you are brand new to this, you have to make sure that this wedding has not been submitted by anybody else. Yes, it's the, yes, you get the photographer on board and I get that. But sometimes you forget that the couples may go and say, oh, well, I submitted to the knot. Was I not supposed to do that? Or wherever. And so just make sure you've taken care of all of that. And last but not least, as I said before, everyone is human here. There's a human face behind all of these publications. So we have to make sure we give people a little bit of grace because as we continue to see an increase in the number of submissions out there, you need to be mindful of the fact that they are being overrun with all of these. It's a big job to be able to get through all of them. So give them the time that they need and follow up accordingly only when, when the time comes. Definitely. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. Well, good. Now, when it comes to couples, I know a lot of couples want to just submit on their own as well. So what advice do you have for couples? That's a great question. So I do like the idea of couples uh, getting, getting into the mix as well. I would tell you, we've submitted over 800 events in all of them, even though they're on behalf of the pros, we have worked with couples for all of them. And it's such a joy to really, it's one of my favorite parts of my job is letting the couples know that they're going to be featured. They get very, very excited and I can understand. And so when it comes to the couples, the approach is a little bit different, right? Because it's one wedding, one amazing, exciting, wonderful day, but it's one wedding versus the masses. So you don't worry as much about some of the other things here. So first and foremost, if this is something out there for people who are who are engaged to be married, I would say get with your photographer early and let them know that you've expressed an interest. There is a chance that the photographer already has some plans in the work for that wedding. And so you more than likely you're going to want to collaborate with them on it. Again, they own the copyright, which makes sense on the vendor side, but might be a little bit harder to hear on the couple side. But I'm being honest 
honest, that, that's, that's how it works in business. They own the copyright most of the time. So get with them and just figure out who's taking care of what. And if it's something that they've gone ahead and given their blessing, if you will, to it, then you can go ahead and, and start thinking about what you'd like to do with that. Now, when it comes to that, you are focused on the one wedding, you're gonna pull together all the details from before. I would suggest, depending on your timing, to try and get some of it done ahead of time. You have your vendor list, so that's an easy one. I would just start with a Google Doc or a Word Doc where it's company names, URLs, and Instagram handles. Almost everybody wants that. You're, everyone's gonna have those committed to memory practically anyways. Two, start thinking about that write-up. You know, again, talking about what inspired me, favorite details, favorite memories. Um, bearing in mind that some things such as favorite memories can't be done until the end. But you can also ask yourself, what advice would you give, of course, to other couples? So you wanna think about what that's gonna look like, couple of paragraphs, just to give them an idea. I think when we're talking about our own weddings, oftentimes I've seen, anecdotally speaking at least, some of the couples go really into detail. I, I, I remember one time one couple sent me like a slideshow and PowerPoint about their entire wedding, oh which was adorable. It was really cute though. Like it was, it seems overdone, but it was, it was many years ago. And so it was very, very sweet. And I thought that's great, but the editors don't need all, all of that. Then have patience with your photographer after the wedding day. Of course, you want to go ahead and be able to have those images, enjoy them. And then just like what we were saying before, you want to be able to select the images. Now I would contend it's going to be harder for the couples to select the images versus the vendors. It's easiest for a publicist because editorially, we, we know what they're looking for, but we're not emotionally tied to the wedding. Vendors are somewhat emotionally connected, especially if the and the couple really get along. The couples are a thousand percent emotionally connected. So they're going to want to include photos of loved ones and all those things. And I would caution instead, take a look at the two or three places that you're considering submitting, bearing in mind that you will submit just to one to start take a look at the landscape of what they have. That's gonna be things like, okay, you've got, you know, do you have the photos? You notice on all of them, you've got some of the couple, you've got the cake at three different angles and you just kind of start to match that up and see how that storyboard is put together. And that's how you're gonna go ahead and submit, bearing in mind the submission guidelines for each of the sites because every site, a lot of the couples won't know this, the sites will be very clear on what they're looking for. It's gonna be different for everybody. Might be just 10 images your favorite, could be 60, could be 80, it just really depends. So you wanna make sure that you've covered all your bases and made sure you handle it. Now, one thing I want people to remember here, and this is really, really, really important, is some couples will start looking ahead of time and saying, oh, I wanna be at Martha or sell me pretty or whatever is their big get, right? And they will see all the details and they will want to adjust, believe it or not, they'll want to adjust their wedding to kind of match that aesthetic or they'll want to soup things up a little bit, if you will, kind of level up. I would tell people at the, on your wedding day, you do you. You do what you want to do. And then you'll find a publication that appreciates that. I don't love the idea of couples getting very stressed about this. I want this to be an afterthought. I want it to be something fun that they can do after the wedding and help inspire up other couples. I don't want it to be put together so it looks like an editorial shoot for Vogue because what's gonna happen, um, the downside of having just one wedding to submit is that you can set your expectations really, really high because it's just kind of this one shot you've got. And I want people to think of it like that. I want them to have the day they want as they originally planned, and then ask themselves, where could this match up? If anything, I would tell couples, don't worry too much about the publication until after the photos come back. Because the problem happens, and I've had this, where we've worked with vendors, but the couples will chime in before the wedding and say, well, I want it to be in People Magazine. And I'm like, you're not a, you're not a celebrity. How would that work? Like, 
I would love to know how that works. And so you have to, it's honest though. Like, you know, and so I would say the big thing is setting your expectations accordingly. All of us have to, of course, level them. But I think with couples in particular, um, you know, your wedding day is the big day and the days around it with your friends and family and getting married is the big goal. I would say just bear in mind that the real wedding feature truly is the, the icing on the wedding cake, if you will, at the end of the day. It's not meant to the cherry on the Sunday. <laughs> we still have the Sunday. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. I think that's such great advice. Like it shouldn't be what your whole goal of your wedding is just to get published. I think that just puts it in a completely just different mindset that you're not going to sure. be happy with after the fact. And um, so do you think it's best if couples, you know, should they have a goal in mind and tell the photographer like, Hey, I want this to match the style of this one publication. Do you think that helps or is it better to just wait until that's a great, that's a great question in a perfect scenario. I would beg couples to just be open-minded about where it's going to be published so that they're not too stressed out about it. Because I find that, again, it can be a needle in the haystack. I know people don't like hearing it, but imagine you have this gorgeous wedding and you follow everything to a T, you get the photography based on that, which hopefully they don't. I'd rather them have it based on the photos they want on their walls for the rest of their lives and albums or whatever they want. But imagine they submit it to wherever, Martha, I'm just going to say it because a lot of people say that. And they send this gorgeous and it's this multi different colored kind of like, oh, it's these great colors. And, and then it's in this location on Martha's Vineyard. But then what they don't know is what if another Martha's Vineyard wedding with similar colors showed up in their inbox a week prior? You can't control that, nor, do, nor are you privy to those details. So I would say letting the photographer know ahead of time, just so you're all on the same page. Um, doesn't hurt to find a photographer who has a lot of press already because that does help a lot of the time they understand. Express that, P pick their editing style based on what you want on your walls the rest of your life, but just have that understanding it. If you're really into dark and moody and that's the look you want, which is very popular right now, that's not gonna be a fit for a lot of the big publications. I mean, just not, it doesn't work with print most of the time and so on and so forth. And so I, I guess my answer in a roundabout way is you can give them a heads up but pick the editing based on what you want forever versus that. Because I think um, I would be more concerned about just enjoying your day. And then after the fact, pair it after the fact with what I'm sure is going to be a treasure trove of amazing photos that you'll be happy with forever. Yeah, absolutely. So anything else that couples should know when it comes to publishing? Yes. Again, make sure everybody is on the same page about who's submitting it. If you are disappointed that you've got a vendor already, like maybe the photographer is submitting, don't be disappointed. Consider it as an opportunity to work together on it and you know, be willing to help and send in your thoughts and things along those lines. I would say try not to share too many of your images too much on social ahead of time, especially if you have a bigger following. Of course, I want people to share their wedding photos. I'm not seeing that, but maybe privately send the link along for a while for people versus like just putting them all over your Instagram because really you want the editors to have the first chance at them. A couple pictures is pretty harmless, but otherwise go ahead and, and do that that way as well. Um, if you are doing an elopement or something that's smaller, just bear in mind that those tend to have fewer details. Maybe those are not going to um, get picked up as easily, but there are great elopement sites as well. So, and I say that just because we're in the era of smaller weddings right now. So just, you know, keep those expectations level when it comes to that. And last but not least, don't rush the photographer. I know we're all eager to get those photos out. The photographer at the very beginning 
when they booked with you should have shared with you how long that's going to take. So you'll just go ahead and follow along. Nothing's going to move any faster. It's kind of like when you're in an elevator and you want the door to close and you press the button a hundred times thinking, I mean, I do that, right? It, pressing the button is not going to make it go any faster. Just <laughs> let them do their craft and they'll get the wonderful images to you when the time comes. Definitely great advice. Okay, well, I know you also have a lot of great resources that you offer through OFD Consulting as well. So can you share some of those resources? Absolutely. So like I mentioned, as you know, we have been doing wedding submissions for 11 years. We've done over 800. We've done a ton. <laughs> Not our first day. So we have all sorts of great, like I write for a lot of outlets on that. So you can always look that up. But OFD Collective is our membership program where for people who either want to submit their weddings, we can work with them on that. For those people who are kind of like, you know what, I just want the tools and to be able to catch you on office hours and run things by you, we have a level for that as well. I love doing that. We get very excited for people. Um, so that's on the OFD side. We also put together something equally robust for couples. It's called submitmywedding.com and it's exactly what it sounds like. They go ahead and submit. They, they go ahead and have all the information. I walk them through it with a little course. They can sign up, they get the information. It's a one-time thing. We have some free tools on there. It's everything they want to be able to just to do it themselves. And so it, it's one of the things that you just buy once and it helps guide you through the whole process. Oh, wow, that's amazing. And I'm all about the DIY. So I love that you're coming out with this new tool. It'll have couples just do it themselves and publish their wedding. So that's really exciting. Thank you. We were so excited to do that. We just felt with everything that went on in the past year in particular, um, there was going to be a content gap for a lot of the editors. You know, I've always thought about, well, why don't we go ahead and do something for the couples? Because if they're going to do it, let make sure they do it well. Um, but there really wasn't the time to do it. But then we made the time to do it because with the gap that we're seeing, we want to make sure that all the beautiful weddings have a chance to be seen. Definitely. I love that. Awesome. So, and I always like to share other resources as well for our audience. So when it comes to just general wedding planning resources out there, is there anything you recommend that couples should check out? Absolutely. So there's so many great sites out there, of course, when, it, you know, there's a lot of the big ones, people go to the Not Wedding Wire and so on and so forth. Um, and that's wonderful. I, uh, our friends over at Love Inc., I always send people there. It's wonderful for inclusive planning, um, all things inclusive, welcome of all couples. So I always love to send people over to Love Inc., great inspiration and great articles as well. So check that out. I would say for those um, keen on submitting and looking for some free advice, believe it or not, Two Bright Lights has an amazing blog. And while it's geared more towards vendors in particular, doesn't mean they can't go on there and get a lot of insight as well through there. So those are a couple of, just to kind of get you started. I mean, there's millions of places where there's all sorts of great information. Um, those are two where I like to send my friends uh, pretty much right away to get started. So awesome. Yeah, such a great idea. Well, good. Well, tell us how we can get in touch with you, Megan. Absolutely. You can find me over at OFDconsulting.com, pretty much 24 hours a day. Um, all social, I'm at OFDconsulting.com, uh, or excuse me, OFDconsulting for all social. And of course, I link up to some of those things uh, at, that I talked about today as well. Awesome. Well, thanks, Megan. I appreciate you being here and sharing all of your great tips and tricks. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed learning how to get your wedding published. And don't forget, you can catch all of our podcast episodes over at transformyourwedding.com. Thank you guys so much for joining me and I will see you next time. This podcast is brought to you by Rent My Wedding, your one-stop shop for event rentals. Order online and rentals are delivered right to your door. 
Shipping is free both ways nationwide. Rent lighting, backdrops, photo booths, and more. With the most five-star reviews in the industry, Rent My Wedding makes rentals easy and affordable. Book your rentals today at www.rentmywedding.com.